Before we get going with episode 61, a word from our sponsor, Keeneland Select. Keeneland Select is offering a lucrative promotion for new signups this month. Sign up for a new account with Keeneland Select and receive a special $100 back when you wager $200 on Keeneland Racing this April. This offer is on top of Keeneland Select's lucrative sign-up bonus that will earn you $100 after you wager $300 within the first 30 days. You can watch Keeneland's racing from any location and bet directly from your phone with Keeneland Select. Be sure to sign up today and tell your friends. KeenelandSelect.com. Use the promo code ITM21. That is KeenelandSelect.com. Promo code ITM21. Now, on to episode 61 of the show. What's going on? Welcome to the Matt Bernier Show, part of the In The Money Media Network. My name is Matt Bernier. You can follow me on Twitter at Bernier underscore Matt. Today is Monday, April the 12th, 2021. However you listen to this thing, thank you for doing so. Many ways to find the podcast. If you're someone who listens audio only, you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, InTheMoneyPodcast.com, just to name a few. If you're someone who watches over on YouTube, all you need to do is search bar Matt Bernier Show. You get this episode along with the 60 prior a rundown for this week. This show is going to be very, very tight. We're just going to go over the Arkansas Derby, and we'll have a brief word on the Lexington. We'll do this full video recap of the Arkansas Derby, but there won't be any video for the Lexington. It's just going to be a quick, sort of down and dirty thoughts about that one. Part of the reason is because earlier today, uh, in the money, we recorded the 2021 Triple Crown Draft. And this year, we also incorporated a video aspect to that. So producer Craig has a million things on his plate as far as editing is concerned. So we're going to keep this one as tight as possible, knowing he still has that one he also has to do. Now, a couple things going forward. Not just, not you know, I already told you what's happening this week. Next week and the following week. Got to get these things on your radar right now. Next week, hopeful to have a guest. He was on a few weeks back. Not going to name his name just in case we can't get him. But uh, those of you who have listened long enough, you know. Hopefully, uh, he's, a busy, he's a busy man, so there's no guarantee, but hopefully we can we can get a little bit of time from my buddy next Monday. We'll talk about everything derby. We'll talk about just horses in general, probably talk about a little bit of baseball, very similar to what we had a couple weeks back when he was on as a guest. Also, for the following week, and this is, this is where all of you really come into play, for the Monday, April 26th show, that is going to be derby week. The Kentucky Derby will be run that Saturday. That upcoming Saturday. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, maybe you've missed this. For those of you who have listened, you know, uh, at this point for the better part of a year or whatever it may be, uh, for the Breeders' Cup last year, rather than me give all of my opinions, you're going to be able to find them in a few different spots. And the same goes for this year with the Derby. I figured this would be a good opportunity to give the listeners and the viewers, the loyal folks who have helped support this thing from jump, the opportunity to get their opinions out. And I'd like to do the same with the Kentucky Derby this year. So the idea is going to be anyone who wants to, you need to submit a 60 to 90 second clip regarding the Kentucky Derby, a most likely winner, a value play, and a long shot. Now I recognize it's going to be so early that we won't have post positions drawn. We won't have morning lines. Heck, there might even be defections from the race. You know what? I think we all understand. Nobody's going to hold it against you for whatever reason. One of the horses you throw out there doesn't actually get into the field. 
Obviously, it'll be disappointing, but it is what it is, and, and we're working with what we've got here as far as time constraints are concerned. So if that is going to be in the Monday, the 26th show, these video pieces need to be sent to me no later than Friday, the 23rd, next Friday, April 23rd. If you want to be part of the podcast on Monday, the 26th, I need a 60 to 90 second video clip for the Kentucky Derby with a horse that you view as the most likely winner, a horse that you think could offer some value, and a long shot. Email these video clips to bernier.matt89 at gmail.com. bernier.matt89 at gmail.com. From there, I will spin them off to producer Craig. We'll splice something together, and that will, in effect, be Monday's show for the 26th of April as we lead into Derby Week. So that's the plan. If you have any questions, let me know beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter at Bernie or underscore Matt. But there were so many of you who participated in the Breeders' Cup version. I'd like to do it again here with the Kentucky Derby. And it's only the Derby. But if you want to be involved, again, no more than 90 seconds. If it's longer than that, i got to pitch it out. I'm sorry. But we'd like it to be some sort of length. So 60 to 90 seconds. Most likely winner, value, long shot for the Kentucky Derby this year. Those need to be in no later than 2 o'clock on Friday, April 23rd. I'll remind you again next week, but just want to get that at least on your radar ahead of time. Now, without further ado, let's get into this thing again. It's going to be down and dirty. Hopefully, what are we going now? About six minutes, five minutes? Uh, I'd like this show to be no more than 30 minutes for this week. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. It was a short field, and we had an upset. The grade one Arkansas Derby from Oakland this past Saturday. Grade one Arkansas Derby, it was only a field of six, and it, it looked pretty straightforward on paper. And typically, when you have two horses who are the best on paper, and they are the best speeds, you you have a recipe for a, a bit of a boat race, where they just go one, two all the way around the track, and that's that. And I very much thought that was going to be the case with the Arkansas Derby on Saturday from Oakland. This video you can find over on Oakland Park's YouTube channel. And unfortunately, that's not how it played out. So we're going to let the tape run. You're going to see Cotto River is hustled by Florent and Giroux to make the front. Concert Tour, I think, is genuinely naturally faster than Cotto River is. But I like that flow was making no, no mistake about it. We are going to establish some sort of position early on. If you want to push right off of us, go right ahead. Just in behind, down on the rail, you have Superstock in the blue and gray silks with the white hat. And that's all I'm really worried about for this race. These are the only horses I'm concerned with because they're the three that basically comprised the entirety of what we're going to be talking about. 22 and 3 for the opening quarter. This is a fast pace. It's I, I, I'm going to be kind and say it's on the faster side. Because when you see these two horses, I don't want to say fold as badly as they did, there had to be something to it. Perhaps this pace is much faster than it seems at face value. It's fast regardless 46 and 2 for a half mile but when I first saw it I go this isn't I think they're both moving very very well very comfortably within themselves and it's not like they've put seven lengths on the field Superstock is a length and a half two lengths behind right now so I just have such a hard time watching this replay time and time again and seeing them back up as badly as they do now maybe I'm not giving enough credit to the winner Superstock who right now is being knuckled on and is starting to pick up the pace a little bit. You're going to see him in behind runners. Ricardo Santana is going to angle him out. He's a little bit late with his lead change. But once he does get to the clear, 
he's going to more or less run right by these horses. Cotto Rivers down on the inside. He's all out. Concert tour from here. I expected him to go off and win for fun like he did in the Rebel. And instead, he flattened out so badly that he didn't even run second. And I just, for the life of me, don't know what happened. Because this was a horse. Everything was pointing up for this horse. Everything. And then you get a performance like this. Seemingly out of nowhere. He runs third. He can't even get second. He runs third as your one to five favorite. Cotto River runs second as your three to one second choice and super stock. The fourth choice in a field of six wins the Arkansas Derby for Steve Asmussen and Ricardo Santana Jr. Now, just strictly from a speed figure standpoint, the race was slow. There's no way to argue it. 92 buyer. I don't believe the time form US rating was all that much better. I think pace adjusted. Uh, perhaps it's slightly faster. But if you just used the the final sort of number, the rating, um, it was basically on par, about a 92. This isn't going to make anybody, you know, terrified about any of these horses headed into Louisville. To me, it's more about the second and third place finishers than it is about the winner. And again, perhaps it's giving the winner short shrift. But he's just not fast enough right now to really, for me to think that he's a, a factor as far as the Derby goes. The bigger story is the horse who... Had he gone and done something similar to what we had seen in the Rebel, Concert Tour very clearly could have been the favorite for the Kentucky Derby. And now instead, I, I know I'm not alone thinking this, but it has to at least be wondered, does he even belong in the Kentucky Derby? And I don't know if the connections are still pointing to the race or not. But when you have seemingly everything going the right direction, and then you deliver a performance like this, which again, bad enough that he doesn't, win but to not even go by Cotto River and again give Cotto River some credit he fought back he, he battled on gamely but Cotto River at this point in my eyes kind of is what he is he needs the lead uh, I'm still not totally convinced that added ground is going to be to his benefit it sounds like the Preakness may be the target for this horse which fine maybe you catch some some horses that are tired coming back from the Derby in two weeks but for concert tour to not be able to outfinish him Given the, sec given the amount of success that Baffert has had at Oaklawn, and given the way that this horse was coming into the race, everything about his progression looked fantastic. Paired up buyer tops of 94, handled the mile on the 16th with no issue. I'm expecting a forward move. Never mind sort of even or even worse, and is in fact the case, a regression. I just didn't see this being remotely a possibility and to say that the past four weeks let's even go farther than that the past six weeks have taken what looked to be a very top heavy very chalky Kentucky Derby picture and turned it a little bit on its head uh, would be a bit of an understatement because outside of a central quality who looks to be the most consistent and right now consistency is all I'm looking for from these horses Forget about forward moves, which any other year, that's what I'm looking for. Right now, I just need some of these horses to string together consecutive good efforts. Outside of essential quality, outside of Medina Spirit, outside of a horse like Hot Rod Charlie, from the horses who have run multiple times on dirt, and I'm throwing that caveat in there because Rock Your World very easily could string together another big effort in Louisville. But outside of those two to three horses... It feels like following a good performance, these horses have all taken steps backwards. And it just, I think it 
it makes it makes this year's derby much more intriguing than I thought it was going to be. I th- from a gambling standpoint, I should say that I thought it was going to be a really interesting race from a talent standpoint because I do still believe that this three-year-old group as a whole has a great deal of of ability. But I mean, we have seen some just dreadful performances from short prices in these final 100 point preps risk taking was nowhere greatest honor was well beaten mandaloon was nowhere you know it just and now you add in concert tour it, it it's just been a very surprising turn for me where now i look at it and say i think Easily the most likely winner of the Derby is essential quality. But as I said last week, he doesn't have any massive edge as far as speed figures go. So I'm not going to sit there and argue with someone that says, you know what, I can get a horse who is almost as fast, or in some cases, if you want to look at a horse like Rock Your World, faster, and I'm going to get minimum 2x the price? Why wouldn't I do that? I can't argue with anyone. I also won't argue with anyone that says essential quality is a perfect 5 for 5 and he's just going to continue on and, and, you know, that's that. I can see both sides of the argument. But when you get complete no-shows like this, and again, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh calling it a complete no-show, but I expected a hell of a lot more than we got from Concert Tour. What do you do with him now? I don't know. There's a part of me that wonders if just the distance got to him because he did flatten out down the lane. And... Yeah, again, I, I'm I'm just grasping at straws right now. I don't I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. What happened here? Cottle River. I'm on record saying he's a need the lead type. I still don't know how good he actually is, and now I do wonder a little bit about how far he wants to go. So maybe the second and third place finishers really benefit cutting back to a one turn mile or seven eighths of a mile somewhere in that ballpark. I'm not convinced Cottle River's fast enough to go early with those kind of horses in, let's say, a Woody Stevens or a Pat Day Mile, but maybe he doesn't have to. Who knows? Maybe he's not a need-the-lead type if you get him back to those other sort of configurations. Now, I've spoken quite a bit about the second and third place finishers. Let's talk about the winner a little bit more here. Superstock, I don't look at him and think, you know, primetime derby candidate. He hasn't run fast yet. He defeated two horses who perhaps have distance limitations. One of them was a heavy favorite who just laid an egg. He had a beautiful trip sitting down on the rail in behind two horses who went out there fast. But to give him some credit, again, it's not like he came from 17 out of it. He was only two lengths, length and a half, two lengths off of it throughout, and he took advantage. A little bit late with the lead change, if I'm being nitpicky. Um, But he did finish reasonably well. I, it's hard to get past this, and I don't know if you guys can see the cursor. I just keep circling the final time. It was just not a fast race. It just wasn't, and it, it makes me wonder. Super stock. Look, if he's thirty to one, and you like him because he is. Let's point out the positives. He's coming into this in good form. He's continuing to improve. Third start of the year. Who's to say he doesn't jump forward again? Maybe he gets into the high ninety range. Maybe that's good enough to, at the very least, be competitive, if not be contending in deep stretch for the Kentucky Derby. Totally within the reason, you know, within reasonable expectations. I personally wasn't wowed by it. I thought it left something to be desired, and I feel like this race, maybe it's not quite to the level of the, you know, shock and awe of the result in the Wood Memorial, 
but it just I think mainly because there were only six horses. It'd be one thing if this was an instance where you had, you know, a twelve horse field and you had just some wild card that went out there, cooked the goose and a couple of the other favorites that were forward early on, and that was that. You had the two favorites hook up in what should have, for all intents and purposes, been a match race, and neither of them prevailed. I think it says more about them than it does about the winner. I think Superstock's a fine horse, 92 buyer. He could certainly improve again. He's in good hands with Steve Asmussen. I just don't look at this race and think very much of it. From a prep rating standpoint, I give this race a 9. Excuse me, a 3. A 3 on a scale of 1 to 10. I don't expect this to do very much as far as the Kentucky Derby is concerned. Um, It wouldn't be a stunner to me if a horse like Concert Tour, this was just sort of a one-off and maybe he, for whatever reason, didn't fire and he comes back and runs a big race in the Preakness or somewhere else. But as far as the Kentucky Derby goes, because I believe all three of these horses have enough points to get in, I just don't see this race really factoring too, too much, which is a stunning, stunning turn of events because I really did think Concert Tour, when you watched everything about him in the first three starts, you said, okay, the sky's the limit. Maybe it still is. Maybe I'm being too harsh for one poor effort. But all things considered, I thought he set a perfect trip just off a horse that he should be better than. And not only did he not win, he couldn't even go by Cotto River. And no, I shouldn't say that. He poked ahead in front and then flattened out, which is why I bring up the possibility that perhaps he's not going to be a horse that appreciates going longer. Maybe he is going to be more of that 7 eighths mile and a 16th type uh, going two turns. Who knows? Let me know your thoughts and feelings about this year's Arkansas Derby beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter at Bernie or underscore Matt. Superstock with the surprising upset. At odds of 12 to 1, he wins the grade 1 Arkansas Derby, and he is on to Louisville for the first Saturday in May. Let's wrap things up briefly with the Lexington. This is an impressive effort from King Fury. You know, this Kenny McPeak, I believe, had always thought highly of this one, and you can look at it a few different ways and say he just needed some time. Perhaps he moved up in a giant way on the wet track, but he was really impressive. He never looked like a loser. He just needed to find a way through. He eventually did. The pace was off the charts fast early on in this race uh, down at Keeneland last weekend. Uh, The 95 buyer, you know, I I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility. I don't know that that means that it's going to translate against bigger and better company. Um, but all things considered, I think it's a great starting off point. This is his first start as a three-year-old. No reason he can't continue to improve on this effort. The pace of the race is a giant story. It has to be discussed. I mean, they went unbelievably fast early on, even if this is only a mile and a 16th, 22 and one for the opening quarter, 45 and four for the half, 11 and one for three quarters. The only part of the pace, well, I shouldn't say this, shouldn't put it this way. There was no part of the pace that was really around late, um, of the pace horses, that I want to give the benefit of the doubt to, it's still noble reflection because this is the first time going out to two turns, first time against winners, first time catching a sloppy, sloppy racetrack. So for him to go out there with that kind of pace, taking heat throughout, for me, it's a complete line out. This, this race doesn't mean anything to me as far as he is concerned. I still think he has a great deal of talent. The big story, the big horse in this race, and he wasn't even the favorite in this race, is Proxy. And I can understand when you see this race, you look at it and go, well, maybe Proxy's just not that good. You know, he never really got over the hump down in Louisiana. Now they come here. He still can't win. I understand that. I would encourage you to go back, and you can find the, the video over on Keeneland's YouTube channel. John Velasquez is still needing to get into this horse down the backside. He's running in spots. He actually had the third fastest come home time in the race. I personally, 
I've said it before, I'll say it again. Well, I haven't said this specifically. This is the best thing that could have happened to this horse, in my opinion, is that he did not run well here, and there is no temptation, as far as I've read or know, to go to the Kentucky Derby. He's not ready for it. He needs time. I still think he can be a massive player in this three-year-old division over the summer with the Jim Dandy and the Travers. I, to me, he's that horse that it's just not there right now. But he's give him some time. I think he will put it together. But right now, the worst thing that could happen is you try to throw him into the deep end because he can't swim right now. He just can't. He's very talented. He can compete from a talent standpoint, but he's just he's, he's just an unpolished project. He needs time. Simply put, he needs time. And I, I'm very, very hopeful that now we don't see him again until, let's call it late July. Give him some months off. Give him some time. Bring him back slowly. Get him back into the swing of things. And let that, let that mind try to catch up a little bit. And maybe it never will. But at least give him every opportunity to catch up. Because continuing to do this, I don't think is going to help his cause. Give him some time off. I think you're going to have a very, very good racehorse down the road. He's not there right now. That's my thought on proxy. The wet track certainly didn't help his cause. But when I watched Johnny V coming out of the first turn, you know, getting onto his shoulder, I say he's, he's, he's not paying attention. He's not focused. He's out in the middle of the racetrack. It just, he's not there yet. He's not there. Maybe he will get there. I think he will. But right now he's not there. Those are my thoughts. Let me know what you think about the Lexington Beneath the Video Player on YouTube or on Twitter at Bernie or underscore Matt. Again, this was a down and dirty tight episode 61. However you listen, thank you for doing so. Many ways to find the pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, InTheMoneyPodcast.com. If you're over on YouTube, please rate, review, subscribe. Well, I should say that about all of them. But over on YouTube, bell icon lit up. That way you get notified anytime new content is uploaded to the In The Money Media page. Join us on Thursday afternoon starting at 3 o'clock. You can find it on the Breeders' Cup Twitter handle, In The Money's Twitter handle. I believe we'll be on YouTube as well for Horse Player Happy Hour. It's week two of the Horse Player Happy Hour tour. If you missed out on week one, don't worry about it. You've got plenty of time. We're only taking the top eight of your scores that, point, that go toward the regular season total. So, you miss a week, not the end of the world. Come back and join us. We had a giant turnout last week. Hopefully, we have another giant turnout this week. And just, again, come join us in the afternoon. Have some fun. Maybe you have a cocktail. Maybe you don't. Entirely up to you. But come and join us. We're going to chop up some racing, talk about a number of different things, me and PTF, among others. So looking forward to that. Should be a good time for week number two. Uh, and again, hopefully, we get a guest for next week, chop up all things racing and Anything else that's out there, i got to touch base with my buddy here. Uh, and then the following week, we will hopefully have that sort of, let's say, uh, listener and viewer-fueled podcast. With the 60 to 90 second video clips, email bernier.matt89 at gmail.com. They need to be in no later than 2 o'clock on Friday, April the 23rd. So that way, producer Craig has time to put them all together, and we get that episode out at the beginning of the week for the week of the Kentucky Derby. We are only three weeks away from the first Saturday in May. That is wild to think about, and and here we are. I think it's a very interesting. I said it at the top. I thought the Derby this year, for the longest time, it looked very top-heavy with quality. Now it becomes a very interesting betting race, and it may still be top-heavy with quality, but at least now I think your cases that you can draw up for some of the fringe players... I think you got a little bit more of solid footing putting those cases together as opposed to when it was just 
loaded with horses that look like they could be absolutely anything. So it's going to be a fun, fun few weeks. Keep an eye on how these horses train down at Churchill Downs. If they ship in early, there'll be all sorts of videos out there, I'm sure, from Twin Spires and folks putting things out there down at Churchill Downs. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how this whole thing shakes down. The 100-point season is over. The prep season in general is over. The points are all awarded. Now it's a matter of who's going to line up in the starting gate for the first Saturday in May. Uh, questions, comments, concerns beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter. At Bernie or underscore Matt. Thank you so much for listening or watching to episode 61 of the Matt Bernier Show. Until next week, best of luck however you play, whatever you play, and wherever you play. <laughs>